Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, today we're going to start a two-part series, and this series is simply entitled Treasure. Don't you know that Jesus has given you treasure? He's given you abundance. You know the Word of God declares that Jesus came that we may have life and have life more abundantly. He wants you to live a full and satisfying life. It is not for us to be in this life and struggle alone. No, God wants you to have an abundance so that you can share with others, so that you can do the work of the kingdom. I cannot wait for you to hear this entire message. We're going to air part one of this two-part series. So make sure you go to the website as well at www.kingdomrock.org and look for the message. Download it and share it with a friend. Well, without any further ado, we're going to air part one of this series entitled Treasures right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate all of you for being here today. And I know that the Lord has a rich blessing in store for all of you today. Uh, I needed to welcome our online uh, Periscope community as well. That's why I asked Richard for my cell phone and thank you for bringing it to me so I can get our uh, Periscope community on. Uh, so uh, YouTube, good morning. All of you that are joining us this morning uh, by YouTube, we, we bless you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Going to go ahead and bring on our Periscope community. So if you're not a part of our Periscope community, uh, go ahead and go over to Periscope, download the app, and uh, you can also see us there on Wednesday nights, and you'll have a choice as to um, how to watch our online streaming. Uh, because of your giving, Kingdom Rock, because of your giving, you are helping people uh, all around the world to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, not just my voice, and I'm thankful for my voice. I'm glad to have a voice, Linda. I really am. Uh, but I know that it's not all about me. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's about the body of Christ. And so this ministry uh, is endeavoring uh, to welcome other preachers, other pastors, other, uh, other lay people uh, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, on this platform. So because of your giving, uh, the, gospel is being, the gospel is being heard worldwide uh, uh, through our radio ministry, uh, radio Station Revive365radio.com. Uh, I already told you that in the first month, uh, in the very first month of our broadcasting, uh, our stats say that we have reached over 40,000 people. Uh, our, our stream was activated over 40,000 times in the first month of broadcasting. So we have a lot of listeners, a lot of viewers uh, from our YouTube channel and our, our website, and we are expanding even further. It is our goal to launch also our television network, uh, to launch our television network. That is our goal, and uh, we're going to have that. Amen? Amen? So this is part of the reason that we need our, um, our new church media facility so that we can better do the things that we are already doing. We are already launching a great number of teachers uh, through the web, launching them. So uh, things are going very well. The media side is, is very strong and it is picking up steam, picking up steam. So I look forward. To, uh, so again, thank you so much for your giving. Thank you so much for your giving. Now I stopped many of you from giving today. I thank you, thank you for your zeal, uh, but I wanted you to wait until after uh, we gave the message today uh, so that if you need to, to repent, you could repent. Because I want you to have some return on your giving. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So y'all ready to get into the word of God today? Amen. So again, good morning, online community. Good morning, Kingdom Rock. Kingdom Rock, let's greet our online community by saying praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So good to have you with us today. All right. Well, let's go right into the message today. Uh, we'll, we will be speaking uh, today uh, from the subject entitled uh, Treasure. Treasure. And uh, one of the things that God wants you to do really is to be free from debt. He wants you to be debt free. Somebody didn't hear that. He wants you. God wants you to be debt free. Free. 
Okay, maybe you can hear me online, community. God wants you to be debt free. Okay, I think a few people here are waking up now. So we're going to have to flip the switch to debt freedom. We're going to have to flip the switch to debt freedom. Hallelujah. It is a choice. God does not want you to be a slave to the lender. God does not want you to be a slave to the lender. He wants you to be debt free. So this is the word of God for the house today. Hallelujah. For all those that God has accounted to hear this voice. The word of the Lord is for you to be debt free. Get out of debt. Now, this is one reason why the Lord is telling us and is going to tell us how to give. Because if you give correctly, you'll also receive correctly. Hallelujah. Uh, we need to go back, and it is always good to go back. If when you release to the Lord, you're not seeing, you, you say, well, I don't see a return on my giving. You don't, we know we don't give to get, but there should always be a harvest. There should always be uh, a return from the heavenlies into your life. You should see a return on your investment. Hallelujah. If you're not seeing something, then the word of God is not lying. The word of God is very true. He says what you, he said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. He says, cast your bread upon the waters after many days, it shall, re it shall return to you. And there are several other scriptures that we will see today. The word works. So if it's not working in your life, then it's not the word, it's not God. There's something that we are doing wrong. And so to that end, uh, to that end, we are speaking today about uh, debt freedom, being debt free. We have a confession that we're going to do this series, uh, whether it's a two part or three part series. So you really do need to hear this, because remember, whenever God gives a word, I've known this for, for almost 30 years now. Whenever God gives a word. Whenever he pours out a word on a particular subject, there is also an anointing to go along with that. So if you buy into, if you receive what God is saying, then you'll also receive the anointing that flows over the pulpit to activate that and make that come to pass in your own life. Hallelujah. So if God says debt freedom, then there is an anointing to obviously either one, get wealth or two, uh, it would translate to debts being canceled or debts being miraculously paid off. Hallelujah. But when God says debt freedom, doesn't mean that you pay off stuff so that you can charge it back up again. There's a reason why God is saying get out of debt. Now, the last time the Lord said something like this to us uh, was, uh, I don't know, back, back in maybe 2007 or so, 2008, when the Lord gave us some, the series entitled um, Paycheck, I believe. And the Lord said, then get out of debt. There are things that are coming. And sure enough, stock market crashed and other things happened uh, shortly thereafter. Amen. So he gave us plenty of time to prepare. And as we were prepared, we found ourselves in a nice bubble and a nice cushion. So we saw things happening out there around the world, but it, 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 did not, uh, uh, the, it didn't affect us like it affected them. So here's the word of the Lord that God is saying even today, get out of debt. Now there is an anointing that God brings with that. Hallelujah. And this is one reason why I believe that uh, up until this point, we have been unsuccessful as a church to get a bank loan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it's been the providence of the Lord to saying, hey, I'm going to do this thing for you debt free. Praise God. So we're marching full ahead, full steam ahead on our plans to build this house of God debt free. Hallelujah. Get out of debt. Turn your name, tell him, get out of debt. Now, here we go. Now, here's our faith confession uh, this week. I'm going to, or rather for this series, I'm going to say it, and then I'll ask you to say it with me after that. You can choose to stand when, you, when it's your time. If you would choose to, it's up to you. The confession goes like this. I choose to be debt-free. Listen, I'll say it first, and then I'll ask you to say it with me, okay? Okay. I choose to be debt-free. 
that freedom is what belongs to me. I choose to be generous and give with blessing and love. Therefore, my harvest will be great in heaven above. I live in abundance and have plenty to share. My heavenly father supplies all my needs, so I don't have a single care. Today, I will prosper and show forth his glory, and my life will soon display the magnificence of Christ's redemptive story. All right, now you can say with me, let's go. I choose to be debt free. Debt freedom is what belongs to me. I choose to be generous and give with blessing and love. Therefore, my harvest will be great in heaven above. I live in abundance and have plenty to share. My heavenly father supplies all my needs, so I don't have a single care. Today, I will prosper and show, and show forth his glory, and my life will soon display the magnificence of Christ's redemptive story. Somebody say praise the Lord. All right. So, again, this is what he's called us to do. Now, there's only one thing that will stop you from being debt free. And it's not the devil. It's not even your neighbor. There's only one thing that will stop you from being debt free, and that is your indecision. Indecision kills. Indecision is defined as this, a wavering between two or more possible courses of action. It means also the inability to make a decision quickly, inability to decide. You have to make a decision. I will be debt free. I will be debt free. That may, that may translate to you not uh, buying all the Coca-Colas and this and that and the other and, and spending your money on all these frivolous things. And besides, you know, you need to put that toward the debt to get it paid off. Hallelujah. God will help you in what you are doing, but he won't do it for you. I'm going to put the leg out this time. He will help you do it, but he won't do it for you. Now, it says an inability to decide. Now, the word decide means to solve or conclude a question, controversy, or struggle by giving a victory to one side. It means to determine or settle something in dispute or doubt. You have to decide. You have to say, you know what, Father? It's your will for me to be debt-free, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Is he God or not? I got so much debt passed. I don't know what can happen. Is he God or not? Do you believe or not? Hallelujah. Can he do it or he can't he do it? He can do it. Hallelujah. He can pull you right out of the debt that you're in. Hallelujah. And God can do this thing miraculously in a moment of time. But listen, he won't do it for you. He will help you do it. He will help you do it. Help meaning you're going to have to do something. So will you decide to do it? Will you decide to be debt free? Will you decide that this is what God is saying at this moment and this is what he is empowering his church to be? Will you make that decision? If you don't make that decision, when you leave out this place, you're getting that. Listen, let me tell you. Yeah. As we end this, what you're going to notice is that you receive more credit card offers in the mail. You're going to receive more opportunities to get in debt more than you ever have. Once we begin on this road, and I pray that you are beginning on this journey with me right now. Because God has already released that for the church as a whole, for Kingdom Rock as a whole. This church as a whole is out of debt. Oh, that's something to celebrate. That's something to celebrate. Especially when there are a great number of church foreclosures. That's celebrating. This ministry does not, is not in debt. This ministry is debt free. And it always starts from the head down. So the anointing is already in the house. The question is, will you tie into that anointing and make it yours? 
Today, you have to decide. Now, let's get into scripture. Let's go into the book of Matthew, Matthew 6 chapter. I'm going to read to you uh, a pretty lengthy text, Matthew 6, verses 19 through uh, 34. And then we'll go back and look at some things here and we'll discover what Jesus is saying. And I'm seeing Jesus even more so. He is our Lord, our Savior. He is our rabbi. I see him as our coach, as my coach. Hallelujah. I see him as my trainer, as my mentor. He's telling me how it really is. He's not just giving us pretty stories. He's telling us how things really are. He's giving us true reality. You remember Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, here again is Jesus giving us truth. And as we abide in the truth that he gives us, we will find freedom. Glory to God. So let's go ahead and read this. Verse 19, we'll read this today on the uh, New Living Translation. And this is how it reads. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I, am, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food uh, in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries uh, add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's go straight to our focus scripture for today. We're going to be focusing on, again, verses 19 through 21. So let's bring that back up. 19 through 21 reads like this. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moth eats, where moth eats them and a rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. 20. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Notice the very first word in that text. We're going to leave it up for a minute. The very first word in that text is what? Don't. Don't is a directive. It is a command. Jesus, your Lord, your Savior, your rabbi, your coach, your mentor, your king, your God said don't. This is a word of warning. Now, I want you, we're going to um, examine, examine what he's talking about here. 
He says, don't store up treasures. King James says, lay not up for yourselves treasures. Store up. This has the connotation of, uh, or the meaning of putting money in a bank. Now, Jesus is not telling us, um, uh, don't, store, don't store money, don't save up, don't have a savings account. He's not saying that. That's not what this is talking about here. I've heard people say that. Oh, Jesus is coming back any day, so don't have a savings account. Listen, <laughs> listen, um, uh, unlearned person. I love you, though, but you're unlearned. Because understand something, what you're saving up for may not be you. I've never seen Jesus rebuke the ant. For the ant stores up for the winter. Hallelujah. He says, consider the ant. So there are times when God will give you plenty, and that's not for you to eat now, but it's for you to save for later. Hallelujah. Consider Joseph in Egypt. Hallelujah. There were seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. If they didn't save up, they would have died. Hallelujah. So don't believe the hype. There are some seriously loving, ignorant people. We love them. Hallelujah. But God does call you to save. Hallelujah. And many times when we say we don't have it, it's because we've already eaten it. You'll find this. God gives to everyone. Um, he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You have to know the difference between seed and bread. Seed is what you plant for tomorrow. Bread is what you eat right now. Seed is what you invest for tomorrow. Bread is what you eat right now. The problem comes in when we eat our bread and then turn around and eat our seed. So that when there's harvest time that is coming up, we don't have. Why? Because we ate our seed. Oh, somebody's got to hear that. The word of God says be debt free. Turn to the name and tell them we've got to be debt free got to be debt free got to be debt free i'm not sure what's coming i'm not sure what's coming but god said you got to be debt free and listen there's a certain measure of this that you're going to have to store up i don't believe that <laughs> once again your storing up may not be for you can you be a steward of what god gave you or is it all about you? We're going to break that spirit today in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to kick it out. Pa-pow! Hallelujah. Well, let's go back now. So the Lord says, don't store up treasures here on earth. Now, now, if you'll notice here, Jesus, again, is not saying that we should not, uh, that we should not um, store up uh, or have bank accounts or have savings accounts. He's not saying don't do that because he's talking about something that can be stored up in both places. He says, don't store up treasure here, but store up treasure there. What he's saying can be stored up in both places, one of two places. Jesus is not telling us, uh, don't store up your, your, your money here, but store up your money in heaven. Well, how's that going to happen? You got a deposit ticket for heaven? You got angels are not bank tellers. But wouldn't that be wonderful? We say, all right, angel, here's my paycheck. Put it up, put it up there for me, and I'll, I'll come and get it when I can. Praise the Lord. I'll come and you, I'll get a withdrawal slip and uh, so forth and so on. Now, he's not talking about physical money because physical money is for the physical earth. He's not you talking about you putting gold, gold in heaven. There's already enough gold up there. Praise the Lord. Earth things are for earth things. Hallelujah. But there is a substance that can be placed in both places, in heaven and in earth. Are you hearing? So, but there are things we can do that can translate to treasure or, or, or wealth here or there. You can have either earthly wealth. Now, this is, here again, this is not talking about money per se, because it has to be something, if Jesus is telling you don't put it here, but put it there, so he's not talking about physical money. He's not talking about physical things. There's something that you can invest here, and you can also take that same substance and invest there. 
You have to have the ability to do it. Jesus tells you, don't do this, but do that. You have to have the ability to do it. Yes. Hallelujah. So, and these are things that we'll, we will need. You'll need to put on, pull on your heavenly account. You need to pull on it more and more as the days approaches. So I can prophesy that to you. You need to pull on it. Now we can, I'll fast forward just a little bit. Understand something. If Jesus is telling you and he is telling us to make deposits there, if you're making deposits, you will also have the ability to make withdrawals. And that's been many of our problems. Some have made righteous deposits and have gotten there, but we have not known how to make withdrawals. And the word of God is very clear how to make withdrawals. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Are you hearing? Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's go now. Uh, let's look at. Um, let me show you some scripture. Let's go to Proverbs uh, 19, verse 17. We're going to look at this out of the voice translation. Uh, Proverbs 19, uh, verse number 17. This is how it reads. Now, we're going to talk just briefly about depositing. Make sure that you know how to deposit. How many of you know how to deposit money in a bank account? You know how to make a deposit. You know how to store up things. Even if you know how to put money on, under your mattress. You know how to put it in a safe place. How to put it in a cookie jar. Are you hearing? So it says here, this, this is what we'll be talking about in these next few scriptures here. Proverbs 19, verse 17, out of the uh, voice translation says this. Whoever cares for the poor makes a loan to the eternal. Such kindness will be what? Repaid in full and with interest. I love that. So a work that you have done here translates to a deposit up there. Are you hearing? Let's go to Matthew, Matthew 10, verse 42. As the Lord talks here, and he's saying, if you, if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be what? Rewarded. Rewarded. Work done here translates to reward or treasure stored up there. Are you hearing? Let's look at another one in Matthew 25. Now, I love this one. This is such a clear indicator. Matthew 25, verses 34 through 40. Again, our New Living Translation says this. Then the king will say to those on his right. Now, this is at the end of time here as the Lord, as the time of judgment. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, uh, you who are blessed by my father, Here's a reward. Inherit the kingdom prepared. Something already there. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was, I was uh, naked and you clothed me, gave me gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and, and fed you or thirsty and gave you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality uh, and naked and gave you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? Verse 40, and the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers or sisters, here, you were doing it to me there. Somebody's seeing a pattern. I pray you're seeing a pattern. Let's go to Acts 10 chapter. Let's go to Acts 10. Acts 10. Acts 10 verses 1 through 5. Again, our New Living Translation says this. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman uh, a, a Roman army, a Roman army uh, officer named Cornelius, uh, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. King James says of the Italian band. He was a devout, uh, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. 
he gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius uh, stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. The angel replied, what? Your prayers and gifts. In other words, what you've done here, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received. Are you seeing that? Look at what I'm doing. Look, look at what I'm doing. Your prayers right here, things done right here, and gifts to the poor have been what? Received by God as an offering. What you have done here has been deposited there. Now, send some men to Joppa and... Um, Send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. And as you know, here in the text, uh, Simon Peter comes and is able to tell his whole family how to be saved. And they're, they're saved and they, they're all filled with the Holy Spirit of God. What a wonderful blessing. Now, as we take a moment to discuss this just for a second, when you give to the Lord, now he's giving money and prayers. Uh, sometimes God will give you money back. But then if we only expect money back, you have somewhat uh, hindered the move of God, the full move of God in your life. Because what Cornelius needed most was his family saved. There are some things that you need that money cannot buy. There's some people in the hospital right now, people in the hospital. Uh, you, can, you can stack billions of dollars, pallets of money in their room that won't help them. You can stack pallets of money in your child's room, and if, if the child is on drugs, all that stack of money won't help them. There are some problems you can keep throwing money at, and money won't solve it. Now, money is a great answer. Hallelujah. And I wouldn't mind if you sent pallets of money in. Ones that aren't counterfeit. We can do some things with that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the Lord will supply needs. He knows what you need. And he knows how to convert what you've given into something that you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like when you go from one country to the next. You take American dollars over to a foreign place. You got to get the stuff converted to their local currency. Hallelujah. God knows how to convert the things that you've done for him. Your your loving gifts, your tithes, your offering, uh, your time, your talent, your resources, your your charitable giving. He knows how to convert that into what you need and send it back to you. Hallelujah. He's a master of converting it. Are you hearing? Glory to God. Sometimes we don't need more money. We need more peace. Glory to God. Are you hearing me? Let's look at something here. Let's look and see um, how not to give. And we're going to look at this as well here. Jesus gives us a great example as we go back to Matthew 6. Look at verses 1 through 4 out of Matthew 6. Also out of the New Living Translation. This is how it reads. It says, watch out. Well, I love this. Talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me. Talk to us. Talk to us. He says, watch out. Say, watch out. Watch out. Uh, Don't do your good deeds publicly. If he said period there, then that's something to be concerned about. But it's not a period. There's a comma, meaning that the thought continues. Don't take one without the other. He says, don't do your good deeds publicly. Why? To be admired by others. For you will lose... My God, you will lose the reward from your father in heaven. In other words, we can say you will void your deposit. Can somebody hear that? He says, don't give it publicly, comma, to be admired by others. Don't be in bondage, people. Don't be in bondage, saints of God. Say, well, I don't want, you know, I don't want to know what I'm giving. So, no, you're just putting yourselves in bondage. You can give publicly, just don't do it. It's the heart. If you want somebody to see you give, oh, it's time to give. Here's mine. <laughs> how, y'all, how y'all doing today? Got my offering right here. Yeah, I'm holy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what is it? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a hundred, couple of hundred, you know, just a couple of hundred. 
No big deal. Yeah. Ooh, he gave me a couple hundred dollars. Ooh, yeah, it's not that much, you know. You know, I just do want to do my part to help the Lord out. You know, I'm just doing my part to help the Lord out. I want to help help y'all out. That's why I'm doing it. Ooh, look at it. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna give. I'm getting next to 100 today. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, by the way, if you want to do that to me, feel free to do that to me. I will clap for you as I take your money. Is somebody else like that? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. But God said you will lose your reward with him. I'm trying to tell you how not to give. If you want a reward from God, if you want a valid deposit ticket, then don't, don't do it like this to be admired by people. He says here, he says, verse number two, when you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. We would say today, uh, there's a corporation that gave millions of dollars to so-and-so, and then they spend about $10 million advertising that they gave them $1 million away. We give over here. We give over there. That's how good we are. Don't blow your trumpet to make a big deal out of what you are doing. Are you hearing? He said, don't be, that's called being a hypocrite. He says, uh, uh, blow your trumpets in the synagogue and the streets to call attention to their, um, to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. Ouch. Verse three, he said, but when you give to someone in need, I'll grab a hold of this. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. King James said he will reward you openly. He says, when you give your gifts, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Now, we know he's not talking uh, literally. Somebody give me a bag so I can cover my left hand up. Put your hand in your pocket, brother. Don't let your left hand see it. Put it away. Somebody tie my hand behind my back. Give me an oven mitt. Put it over, man. You're not going to know what I'm doing. You know, you know, you're not. You know he's not saying that, right? Hallelujah. No, that would be absurd. He's not saying that. The left hand talks about um, dishonor. The left is dishonor. Or uh, the left hand talks about those of, of those of less honor. In other words, those that, that those that would despise your giving. He says, don't let them know. Those that have lack of faith, don't let them know those who would despise your giving what you are doing. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand. Right hand is position of honor, faithfulness, truth, trust. When you shake somebody's hand, you go with your right hand saying, I respect you, I honor you. In the military, they salute with their right hand, I respect you, I honor you. In old night days, they would hold up their shields before they would go out to combat, hold up their mask with the right hand, you know, I honor you. The right side is always a position of honor, and Christ is seated, somebody knows, on the right hand of God. It's a position of honor, more honor. So don't let something, someone, something less honorable know what your honorable side is doing. Hallelujah. Keep it secret from them. Because you let somebody dishonorable know about it, all they're going to do is talk about you. You gave what? Yeah, Nunyan. Thank you, sister. So again, we can see works, works or deeds of love and compassion when sown with a non-selfish motive. Not giving to receive. When someone with a non-selfish motive can store up and does store up wealth uh, in our heavenly account. The word treasure there, store up treasure, talks about amassing something. It means you've got one, you put another one, you put another, you are, you are amassing something. You're putting more than one of that same substance there. You're amassing something. What are you amassing today? 
However, works or deeds performed in selfishness. Selfish deeds. Now remember, God knows the heart. This is why before you give, you need to ask God to examine your heart. Why am I giving? Why am I giving? Examine your heart. Uh, works or deeds given with a selfish motive uh, can only be stored in earth. Can only be stored in earth. And these are subject to uh, a fallen world. Uh, the Lord says, I tell you the truth. Uh, they have received all the reward they will they, that they will get. They've received all the reward. So even when people give, if they give it with negative motives or if they give it um, with selfish motives, selfish ambitions, they will still receive a reward, just not from God. But when you sow it in people and not in God, people uh, will forget what you do. This is why Jesus said, don't store up your treasures in, in, in earth, but uh, store them up in, in heaven. Because if you store them in earth, here comes moth. Eat. Here comes rust, corrode, breaks down, and destroys. Here come thieves, break through, and steal. People will not always remember the good things you do for them. Don't you remember what I did for you? No. Your gift will always be depreciated. The moment you give it to them, it begins to depreciate in value. You think it's something great, but on the flip side, they think, oh, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. Oh, you save. You're supposed to give me my rent money. The devil is a liar. Amen. I ain't supposed to pay your bills. What's wrong with you? But hallelujah. Now, if God lays on your heart to do so, then do so. Are you hearing? Because he's doing, he's telling you, this is a righteous deposit. Hallelujah. This is a righteous deposit. But if you're doing it, if you're giving to them so that you can get something from them later, then you have all the reward that you're going to get. Are you hearing? Let's look at something here. Let's go to Philippians, the fourth chapter. Anybody get anything out of this today? Amen. Look at uh, Philippians, the fourth chapter, uh, verses uh, 15 through 17. And this is how it reads. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of our acquaintance uh, with the gospel, of, in the early days of your acquaintance, acquaintance with the, the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church uh, shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. I ministered at all them churches, them folk didn't give me one dime. <laughs> Let me translate that to you in Ebonics. They didn't give me one dime. Not even 50 cent. 50. Anyway, here we go. He said, nobody gave to me except you only. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 16 says, for even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Thank God for giving people. Verse 17, not that I desire uh, your gifts, but what does he desire? He says, what I desire is that more be what? Come on, help me read this. Come on, y'all. Wake up, wake up. I desire what? More to be what? Credited to your account. What? Credited to your account. They gave, watch me again. They gave here and it was accredited there. I hope somebody's seeing a pattern already. I don't know what else to do other than put a, a virtual arrow or something. Praise God, but I think you're getting it. Who's getting this? Praise God. All right, praise God. Now, note, the treasure, again, can be deposited, and we can make withdrawals from both places. Even though you put it in earth, you put it, give it to men, you can still make a withdrawal something by asking. But somehow, when you get it from people, it's like, what? Now you're in need and you call them. You know what you gave them. Now you're in need and they won't even get your phone call. What? 
They kept asking you and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing, and borrowing from you, and now you're in need. You stored it in earth. Earth is stingy. I'm sorry. Earth is stingy. Sometimes the people of earth are stingy people. And they don't want to give up the monies. But you better store it up in heaven. Now, if you cannot afford, let me tell you this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If someone asks to, uh, asks to borrow money from you, if you cannot afford to uh, release it, if it puts you in a hardship to release it, don't release it. Because the moment that person says to you later on, I can't pay you back, then you're in a worse shape. This is why you have to have plenty, more than enough. This is why you have to have a savings. So that you can lend and not borrow. Hallelujah. We will be the lenders and not the borrowers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, if it does put you in a hard shape, you go to God and say, Lord, is this what you want me to do? God says, yes, then you do it. And when you give, when you lend, don't hope for it back. Boy, them arrows are coming strong. I feel like doing the Matrix thing, you know. <laughs> Lend and don't hope for a return. Because all it's going to do is make you bitter against them. It's the first. They said they're going to pay me. It's the fifth. They said they're going to pay me. It's the 15th. They said that it's a month later. Where's so-and-so? Bleep, 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 bleep. It's six months later. Where's so-and-so? Amen, amen. If you can't afford to let it go, then don't let it go in the first place. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you lend, don't hope for it again. God bless you. Okay, you're going to pay back? Okay, God bless you. Just counter this. Lord, I'm giving it to you. Amen. If they give it back, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You're a faithful person. I see your character now. But fool me once, shame on, shame on me, I think. Fool me twice, shame on you. There ain't going to be no third time. Anyway, let's go ahead and conclude here in Philippians, the fourth chapter. Let's look at verse number 18 and 19 now. Listen to how this reads. It says, but, but I have all and abound, and I am full, having received of Ephorodius the things which were sent from you, an odor of a, a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Sometimes God will call on you to make a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Woo. That fire thing almost got me. Sometimes God will call on you to give sacrificially when you really don't have it to give it, when you really don't have it to release, but God will still impress them on your heart, give that. Now, when he does that, then here's the next word that is available to you. He says what? But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Notice this now. But my God shall supply all your need. They've given money and things. God converted them to what? All needs met. All needs supplied. The father can convert them. So listen, once you give monies into the church, monies into the kingdom of God, I understand something. You're not just giving it. You're not just giving. Now, these offering containers will receive it. We'll receive it as the church, but you're not giving it to the church. You're not giving it to the pastor. You're giving it to God. I'm trying to tell you how to make a deposit. You say, here, pastor, here's some money for the church. This is going to the church. All right, well, praise Jesus, but your ticket not filled out like it's supposed to be. You're giving it to God. Now, if you give it to God, look at verse 19 again, but my God shall supply all your needs according, say according. According means in agreement and, uh, and like proportion, uh, according. According means uh, in conformity or depending on. I love that. My God will supply your needs 
depending on his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, God got all the riches. Now, here's a general principle that we can extract from this. According to his riches in glory, well, where did it come from? You deposited it. He will supply your needs based on what you have deposited as a general rule. This is why he said, uh, and we'll look at this later on, if you sow generously, you'll reap generously. Look, look in your bank in the earthly terms. You put money in your bank account generously, then you can have the opportunity to reap, to take money out of your account generously. But the problem starts, hear me, thievery starts, stealing stop starts, we call it bank robbery. When you put a money in your bank account stingily or sparingly, but you take out generously. We call that 5-0, come to get you. Bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they jack you up? Are you hearing? You put in something small and think we're gonna get this big thing. Hallelujah. Now, here again, it's not depending on the amount because remember the widow woman, the little widow woman gave two mites. And Jesus said she gave more than all the others that were there. It's about your level of sacrifice, how you give out of what you have. How you give out of what you have. Is it a sacrifice to you? $5 may be a sacrifice to me. 5000 may be a sacrifice to me. But for someone that has millions, 5000 is an insult. To a billionaire, let me break y'all 5,000 here. You like that? That's an insult. Break that. You mean you're going to break me off? Okay, anyway, stop. Uh, you hear what I'm saying? What is a sacrifice to you? He said in the verse again, he said, uh, verse number 18, he said uh, that he's received the sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. Are we just giving God scraps? Lord, this is what I can do with, this is the best I can do. Here you go, here you go, here you go, Savior. Here you go, God of the universe. Here you go. I hope this will help you out. I'm going to keep the rest because you know I got needs, Lord. I got to pay my cable bill. I got to pay my light bill. I got to get my nails did. I got to get my hair done. I got to get my weed tightened up, Lord. I got to get it. I got to buy some new shoes. Now you know these new shoes now. Lord, now you know I got to buy me a new suit now. Now you know I got to have some new rims on this car. Now you know, Lord, I got to have these things. You know I got to have a new cell phone. You know it's about $700, but you know I got to have it, Lord. I got a rep to protect, so I hope this helps you out. Hope it helps you out. God of the universe, savior of my soul, the one who died for me on the cross, the one who shed his innocent blood so that I wouldn't have to go to hell. I hope this helps you out. I'm going to take the rest and put it on me. You don't mind, do you? Does that sound right? Whew, missed another one. Thank you, Jesus. How not to give. Now, why would people want to give in the first place? Uh, people, or why would people want to store up in the first place? People store up uh, for a sense of security, sense of comfort. I got, I got a lot, makes me feel secure. I feel comfortable. I'm at peace when I have some, some stored up. I have confidence, I have faith, and I trust when I have things stored up. So the Lord's saying, don't store all of that, your peace, your confidence, your faith, your assurance. Don't put that in earth. My God, folk jump out the windows that did that. When the stock market crashed, because they put their, their trust and faith in the financial system of this world. He said, don't lay it up there. He said, put your faith, confidence, trust, your peace, put that in me there. This is why he said here in... Um, Matthew 6, 31. Let's read this once again as we begin to close here. He says, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat or uh, what will we drink? Uh, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your what? All your needs. Here's the answer here. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live what? Righteously. 
and he will give you everything you need. So let's take a recap here. Let me show you specifically how to make deposits and how to make withdrawals. How do you make a deposit? Make a deposit by giving with love, with no selfish motives, for the sake of Christ. That is, if you want to do something for somebody, do it in love. We'll discover this lately, uh, later on. Don't give grudgingly. What? I got to do that again? Man, I got to do that again. Don't even do it. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> oh, we're going to see this. How do, how do we make withdrawals? Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. I'm seeking you, Lord, but you know, I'm going to do my thing on the side. Live righteously. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, else and live righteously. God said he will supply all of those needs. He's going to give you what you need. Hallelujah. Why aren't I receiving what I need? Are you seeking the kingdom of God? Who, what is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Seeking the spirit of God. Seek the Holy Ghost. Ask him. Put in your request. And live righteously. And he will add to you. He'll add, he will add all that you need. Lastly, let's go to 2 Corinthians 9, chapter, verse 6 through 11. Are y'all stay with me today? Did I lose you or did you go home? You got one person that's still here. We're almost there. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout debt free. So how are you going to be debt free? Again, you're going to make righteous deposits. You're going to make righteous deposits. Giving in love for the sake of Christ. You're going to make righteous deposits. You're going to store up. You're going to amass wealth in the heavenlies. And you're going to seek the kingdom of God. You're going to seek the Holy Spirit above, above all else and live righteously. And God will supply all of your needs. But there's nowhere in the Bible where God says, sit back and do nothing and let me do everything. You have to start on the journey. You have to decide, I'm going this way, Lord, and start doing your best. Start um, paying some things off. Stop spending money here and this and that and the other. And then God will even give you ways to earn extra money so that you can pay this off and pay that off. He'll enter in with you and he will help you, but he won't do it for you. Let's look at this out of the Amplified Bible here uh, and we're, uh, as we're closing out here. Um, 2 Corinthians verses 9, or rather chapter 9, verse 6 through 11 says this. Now remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap what? Sparingly. He who uh, sows generously, grab hold of this, he who sows generously that blessings may come to others, will also reap generously and be what? Blessed. So have you been sowing, have you been giving that blessings may come to others? Have you been releasing a blessing or have you only been releasing money or doing something good? My intention is to bless you. My intention is to do good for you. Are you hearing? Verse seven, let each one give Give, give what? Faultfully and with what? Purpose. Just as he has what? Decided in his heart. Not what? Grudgingly, nor rather, or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. Don't give grudgingly. So when you give today in tithes and offering, if you decide to do that, don't give. Man, we got to give again. I just gave last week. <laughs> Keep it. Keep it. Gradually or under compulsion. Well, the church got to make his mortgage. The church got to make the bills. So, like, they, uh, they, need, uh, they need more money. Oh, man. I, uh, 
Don't give as if somebody making you give it. God said, no, don't do that. Not only in giving and tithes and offering, but when someone asks you to do something. I got to do what? Man. I done done it one time. Give it to me then. I'll do it. Whoa. God said he loves those whose heart is in his giving. Is your heart in your giving today? Is your heart in your giving today? I heard one amen. Verse 8. As a result, look at verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing. Hallelujah. Here again, not just money. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, because favor will take you where money can't. He's able to make every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you. Why? So that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Why, why has God given me so much? Because I've given, why is he going to give me so much? So that you can have an abundance to give away. For every good work. It doesn't say so that God will give to you so that you will have the biggest house on the neighborhood, in the neighborhood, and the biggest fancy car with mm, spinners. Y'all don't hear me. He doesn't. Let's get back here. It just comes out sometime. It just comes out. He says, I'm going to prosper you so that you will have an abundance to give to every good work. But if we say, now here's, here's this thing, I don't want you to get a chokehold and we're almost done. Somebody gives you money, oh, I don't need that, thank you, thank you, thank you. What you that's correct, you may not, but someone else may. I'm good, I'm good, good, I don't need it, I don't, I'm good. What you mean you're good, you're good, you're good? No, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. You receive that because you don't know they may be making a deposit in you so that God can make a withdrawal from you to get to someone else in need. Then later on that day, somebody comes to you and you see the need. Oh, man, I don't have no money. Well, you could have had the money, but you had that old pride for chokehold on. So don't refuse when, when they come to you with money. Now, unless there's some money with strings attached. Say, Mr. Devil, take your money and take it where the sun don't shine. Are you hearing me? But receive it because it may not be for you. Hallelujah. I, I hear you, honey. I hear you. We got, we got to hurry now. As it is written and forever remains written, he, the benevolent and generous person, scattered abroad. He gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he who provides seed for the sower and bread for food, you remember that? He who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. That is your resources and increase the harvest of your righteousness which shows itself in active goodness, kindness, and love. Look at verse 11. I love this. Come on, kick your leg. Kick your, kick your leg. Here we go. You will be enriched in every way so that you may be what? Generous. There's nothing wrong with having jets and cars and houses and lands and all that stuff, but this is not the primary purpose that God has given this to you. Are you hearing? He says, you will be enriched in every way so that you may be generous 
and be rather generous and this generosity administrated through us is producing thanksgiving to God from those who benefit. So, in your giving, give with your heart, give cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. Make sure your heart is in your giving. Give with blessing. Give with blessing. Not only here in church, but when you give in the food bank. If you don't want to serve, don't come that day. If you can't help someone out, then don't help. Unless you want to put treasure in man. But then you'll have your reward, and that's all the reward you're going to get. Does that make sense to you? So today when you give, if you decide to give today, decide to give tomorrow, or whenever you give, but you must give if you want treasure in heaven, where you can withdraw from heaven, you're going to have to make sure that you do it righteously and from the heart. I pray you receive the word of God today. We'll stop there in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.